Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Clicking Balls. This is AFL Round 20, all wrapped up. My name is Heath, and the first question I ask every week is your highlight of the week. So, Josh, you got a highlight of the week past. I mean, it's really, really hard to go past the cricket. Isn't it? Steve Smith, especially. Mate, uh, look, at this stage, I don't care if you did use sandpaper. Um, Fucking bloke and bat. Jeez, can He wasn't helping himself out any with the sandpaper. No, no, no. Um, But it's amazing the way he was lining up and some of the shots he was playing. They were just absolutely stupid. Um, Now, I didn't stay up to watch um, any of it, but I will admit on day five, I was in bed checking Twitter for the GIF images every uh, every wicket and just following along on uh, the ball by ball. Um, Yeah, it was absolutely fascinating. He had it on a string. Like, uh, you know, to come out with a team under pressure like they were, and then in the first innings. Yeah, eight for 120 or something they were at one stage. Yeah, and just to smack 100, you know, casually, uh, as you do. And, um, yeah, Bancroft, Warner and Kawaja all did fuck all. I think between them, they got 20-something runs. Yeah, um, but I think Kawaja was all right in the second innings. He got 40-odd or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I'm talking about the first innings. Yeah. Uh, when they were setting up and they ended up with 284. And I remember they got the odds on it. And the odds were that, uh, I think, uh, 85% England win. Yeah. And then Steve Smith's like, nah, fuck you guys. I, I got this. Yeah. But even at the end of day two, where I think England were four for 200, 230, 240, something like that. So only a little bit behind and four weeks down. I thought, nah, well, that's the end of it. Yeah. Um, and then at the end of their innings, you know, they had their big collapse, which is expected. But, uh, but they, they were still 90 runs up. Exactly. And you went, we're not going to score 300 in the second innings. Damn no. near scored nearly 500. I oh, know, right? It's very rare that a team scores more in the second innings. Yeah. Pitch deterioration, players type, whatever. Uh, for Australia, they then go from 284 to 487 and yeah. declare. And, and you can see, obviously, um, Anderson being picked was a massive mistake. A big gamble that didn't pay off. In, and one little mistake like that in test cricket where the game goes for five fucking days. Yeah. I mean, the, the sad part is in the game, the only players that didn't really fire were Bancroft and Warner. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but... but much less pressure on them having won than had they yeah. not. Warner got his photo in the paper, though. He was he was happy. Oh, getting his pockets out. Yeah, emptying out his pockets. That's good. <laughs> That's the only way you can deal with it. I mean, you you got to say, well, you, mate, you fucking did it. You got to well, take the Charles Sonnen approach. Yeah, there's there's not really uh, a question around that. I mean, no. High, high res cameras. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I won't say don't lie, hey, but you're caught. They didn't. You're caught. You yeah. did it. 
Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it is only the first test though. You know, there's four more to go. Um, yeah. As always happens in these uh, Ashes series, whatever happens in the first test, that's it. We've written off the rest of the other four. It's going to be disaster now. Um, or it's, you know, oh, this is the greatest team ever, depending on what the result was. Yeah. Still a lot of cricket to go. But it was one that uh, England had lost at uh, Edgbaston, I think it was. In 20 years? Yeah. Um, so that, and to lead off uh, a visiting Ashes tour with that, pretty massive. Like, I, I don't, it's definitely not. Uh, a decider or anything, but yeah, fuck you, come into second test with a bit of confidence. You, you do. It's certainly the the best way to start, um, especially with Dave Warner, because all their bowlers now are just looking at Steve Smith. Yeah. How the fuck do we get him out? Yeah, exactly. Or do what do the bowlers do though? Do they just go, well, fuck it, we can't get him out. Let's try and get the other nine. I mean, uh, you kind of have to. The other, uh, we get ten wickets from the other ten players. Sorry, I don't think he really got out himself. He just was knackered, <laughs> uh, smacking the ball around the joint all, all the way. Well, that was the other funny thing. I saw um, some commentary um, said, you just can't get him out. I'm like, well, you did get him out twice. Albeit, yeah. once he hit 140. I mean, you know, granted, he'd ran about 70 Ks by then yeah. in between wickets. Now, is that the problem, that he just can't convert into 150? Is he getting the nervous 140s? That's, yeah. that's the hole I, in his game? I, I think he's just getting a bit hungry. <laughs> he wants to go for some Maccas. That could be it. Um, I've got a little highlight of the week. I was hoping Brenton would be here for this one, but I've got a very... Uh, oh, yeah, we should mention, Brenton's not here. He's sick. Um, but I've got a very interesting email during the week. We have our first invoice from uh, ACAST to host the podcast. So it's only taken us four years. They've sent us an invoice. That, this is the good news. For $111. So if any of our sponsors want to pick up that tab, that'd be great. No, 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 no. $117.11. Not that kind of invoice, sorry. A request for an invoice. That's oh. advertising revenue of $117.11 oh. AU. Um, so that's only taken four years. Uh, well, anyway, if any of our sponsors want to pick up that tab and pay us an extra hundred, <laughs> that'd be fantastic. Um, the bad news is they're asking for my um, uh, British tax details. So probably not one we're going to cash in, but the fact is there. I mean, I've got British tax details. From how long ago? 10? 15 years? Yeah, there you go. Anyways, it was nice to see. Um, I thought, oh, that's interesting. Cause I didn't even think it was that high. I thought we had 20 bucks in their bank that we could never cash out. But anyway, um, we'll, uh, that was that was only only four years to get up to $117. There you, there you go. All right, we'll get into the footy. And it all started off on Friday night at uh, Marvel Stadium with the uh, Hawks and the Kangaroos. Um, I was at the game, but did you uh, catch it on TV? Oh, of course I did. Um, to be honest, I was pretty keen to turn the screen off at uh, running into quarter time. Uh, yeah, not really, though. The weirdest part for me, though, and what was uh, more telling for me, was they were showing uh, the coaches through the match, and yeah. both were getting fucking smashed. Uh, didn't get a clearance in the first uh, quarter, I think. Uh, and Clarkson's losing his fucking mind. Yep. Like, I have not seen him that furious ever. Yep. So I, I reckon, and it showed too, like because clearances was the only area where Hawthorne was winning, obviously, and on the scoreboard. Um, um, but um, North Melbourne had control of the game in the first quarter. They just turned the ball over with some of the dumbest mistakes I've ever seen. Yeah, and, and that's a, how Hawthorne scored. It was a bizarre one though, because um, Cunnington wasn't getting the ball, and in previous few rounds, when he does get the ball, North generally do pretty shit house. Uh, the difference, I think, with this one was that at the quarter time, they're like, oh, hang on, that's right. Uh, Higgins is back. Uh, do you want the ball, mate? Uh, yeah. Do you reckon it'd be a good idea? Yeah, yeah, I reckon it'd be a good idea. All right, we'll do that. 
Uh, and he was just a Rolls fucking Royce. And uh, also, uh, at quarter time, I did see uh, Megamind switch to the milk bottles. Right. Um, from, from the uh, strawberries and cream? Well, he was on the uh, pineapples. The pineapples. Uh, so that I think... That's dangerous in August, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I have uh, decided... I've contacted North Melbourne and said, look, I'm going to send you a box of killer pythons. <laughs> uh, I expect a flag in return. And I think that's fair. I think it's fair. They, they might offer those killer pythons, you know, 800 grand on four years. I mean, it could do too. It could do. Uh, I get 10% finders fee. I'm happy. Um, but yeah, I, I really felt like North still controlled the ball in the first quarter, but I think they had four or five out-of-bounds on the full, which were not forced errors. Um, and I reckon some of their matchups were just a little bit off. Uh, like in the first, it was, who was it on Luke Bruce? I think it was Jasper Pittard. And you go, no, no, no. You don't want him looking after Luke Bruce. He's too smart, even though he's he's out of form. And after that, they switched it around. Um, and I reckon a lot of the um, ascension really came from Marley Williams um, out of the back line. He had a blinder. He had a couple of bad possessions. Yeah. But there was one play, Early. I think it was in the third quarter, where he's got the ball, uh, given it to Higgins, sprinted yep. to run past Higgins. And Higgins has hit him with his little handball at full speed. And then uh, he hit up uh, Pittard, I think, and then Pittard hit up... Um, Ben Brown is snapped for goal. It was an end-to-end play. That yeah. It's been missing from North for a couple of years, hitting a player running at max speed, which when you've got to slow down and get the ball or when you've got to reach behind you even more, yep. um, your momentum's broken, you, the defender's man up, and you're fucked. Um, and, and the other area was uh, there was no long bombs into the forward line, uh, especially when you've got a well, couple of... a pack anyway. There were a yeah. couple of long bombs that were... You know, but one, two outs. Exactly, they're one outs. Um, and I don't recall any big big marks being taken, although it was one, one big mark all night in North's forward line. Um, and to me, that's not a bad thing. That just says that they're picking better options. Mm. Um, and it, it's smart too, because you've got a couple of good interceptors down there. Don't kick it to them. Don't give them a chance. Yeah. Um, and that's really where it, uh, where it went well for them. Interesting one for me was um, uh, McAvoy v. Uh, Goldstein. I'd say McAvoy probably had him in the ruck, but Goldstein was very handy around the ground. Well, he got more of the ball around the ground. I, th- I thought in the ruck was about even. Um, when it, If you look at the hitouts, um, it's probably, maybe it is just McAvoy, but it is only just. Um, when it comes to possessions around the ground, like McAvoy, you, we usually count on for a couple of big marks. I can, off the top of my head, I can only remember him taking one pack mark. Um and uh, Goldstein turned into a you know more of his link player. I still would not let him kick within fifty meters of goal. He's still I, I don't know what's happened to him. He, he has absolutely lost it within fifty meters of goals. Yeah. But uh, besides that, uh, McAvoy won the hitouts forty three to twenty eight. So he- oh, it's more than I thought. Okay, yeah. it, it didn't feel like it, but you know a lot of that ascension might have been in the first quarter as well. I mean, it probably was. I don't think uh, North won a hit out in the first quarter, <laughs> and when they did, it tended to go to a, a conjunction of. Um, uh, hold on, players. Yeah. Um, and in the rest of the game, it was numbers at the contest uh, was always north, in North's favour, yeah. which says a lot about fitness, really. And I think we've been a slow team all year. Yeah. The um, the player who had a bit of a breakout game this season for me was actually a Hearn. They've been playing him on the wing in midfield and uh, forward flank previously. They put him on the back flank this time. And his run out of the back line was actually really good. He's a pretty deft kick normally. Yeah. And I think that showed in this match, uh, which is something they've been massively missing. Because uh, as much as I like um, Williams and Pittard, and they do normally run pretty efficient, I think their efficiency is based on long kicks rather than pinpoint kicks. Yeah. Um, 
Burgoyne, um, he, he did pretty well in his match, though. He had a good, uh, good game. In his yeah. celebratory match. Yeah, with uh, breaking the record. So, you know, obviously he breaks the record next week as well. So I expect all the players out there again um, <laughs> for him. Um, it is funny because I've seen, obviously, a lot of um, media around the, the Burgoynes in you know, the last five or six years. Um, his little kids, he's got uh, two daughters and two boys, and his little boys are absolute shits. And seen them running around before the game and, you know, in the Guard of Honour and all that. Yeah, they're a good old laugh. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought, you know, the, the only one I want to talk about for Hawthorne was James Warple, who um, had his lazy 37 touches, um, but 11 clearances. That's... That's a second. That's, that's a second-year player getting eleven clearances against you know a couple of big bodies. He had in six the in the first quarter. Yeah, that's that's a good start to the game. Um, the only other person that got six in the quarter was Cunnington, and different ends in their career. Yeah, say. yeah, exactly. I mean, um, I was trying to think. I think that the AFL Players Award, uh, sorry, AFL Players Association, gives out an award for best second-year player. Um, he might win it by default because the other two, you know, that. Uh, one and two in the Rising Star last year were um, Dude, who did his knee in round one, and Stevenson, who, you know, he's got other issues. Yeah. Probably not winning any awards this year. Stevens? Yeah. Yeah, Jaden. Yeah. Stevens. Yeah. Um, Stevenson, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, maybe. I, I haven't really done much research on the second year. No, to be no. Honest. Uh, it's, it's just what I noticed. He's uh, had a, a great year. Um, you know, when you have um, the number one. Uh, midfielder sit out for the year. You ex- hope that somebody else yeah. can step up, and a you know, second-year player has done it for us. Actually, speaking of controversy, uh, Taylor Garner's first match back. Uh, no, second match. Sorry, is it yeah. after his uh, night out in Sydney? Yep, uh, did pretty well. I thought he was. Uh, he needed to get in the game a bit more, but uh, he put his body on the line, which is pretty rare for him to do. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was actually kind of impressed. Other bloke, uh, as always, is Cam Zerha. Um, that there, there was an article in uh, AFL. Today it's about uh, who, who your next captain's going to be and who's the rookie. Yeah. And for North, um, they said you know the next one's probably going to be uh, Ben Brown, and I'm like, yeah, come mm. on, I don't think so. But they said you know the ruffie Cam Zerha. I'm like, you know what? I'm on board with that. I reckon he's he's a better chance than Ben Brown. I think. Yeah, um, uh, I like Brown. I, he's just not a captain. Yeah, yeah, I, I know exactly what you mean. And it's pretty rare a full forward is captain. Yeah. You have to be pretty exceptional. Uh, and I just I don't see Brown being that sort of player. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, on to Essendon and Port Adelaide, where Port Adelaide gave them a bit of a dick and uh, nearly a 10-goal win. It's one of those upsets that was almost predictable. Well, I was at this game uh, as well. And, you know, honestly, Essendon, that's the worst I've seen them play yeah. they, ever. They, from the get-go, too, they just looked flat, didn't they? Well, we were actually in the pocket with uh, right behind Hooker when he had that shot for goal, and it missed by a good 20 metres. Like, it, it was out on the full into the players' race on the same side. It was just the most shocking kick. And it wasn't the worst one. Like, yeah. there was, um, you know, you see the uh, We Are Essington um, videos going around. They're made by uh, a lad. Yeah. Uh, pretty funny, actually. They showed so many clangers, and I reckon they missed a few of them, too. Uh, the only highlight they really had was uh, Tipper's Screamer. And it was a belter. Well, it does seem like every week we're looking for the what's Tipper's highlight this week. Um, well, the funny thing, people around us were talking, and the um, some of the Port boys getting stuck in it was like, oh, Tiffin might be coming our way next year. <laughs> and the, even the Essendon supporters like, yeah, no chance. He's not happening. Yeah. It's one of those ones you can't even tease him about it because they know it's not happening. Yeah. He, he's pushing his price up. That's it. I don't think he is even doing that. I think he's just, I don't want to think about it. 
Which I, I, which is price up, he's worth. It. Yeah, I, I really think it's just that genuine. Like, no, no, just I just want to play footy. I'll, I'll talk about contracts later. Don't worry about it. The wild stuff uh, that popped up this week though was about Danaher. Uh, Sydney is saying they're talking. <laughs> no, uh, well, um, the story is he went up to uh, Sydney to see his surgeon and he stopped in and had a uh, quick chat to Tom Harley, who's the head of football at the Sydney Swans. Yeah. Now, depending on uh, which side of the fence uh, someone's sitting on and when you ask them about it, um, some people say, uh, you know, Sydney, this is their, you know, they're pitching to him, they're trying to get him across. And others say, oh, he's just meeting up a, a you know, an old mentor of his. Why can't people can't talk to oh, friends? my ass. Like, okay, they were at the AFL Academy or whatever at the same time. But what I like is that Tom Harley coming out and goes, no, we didn't even talk about him coming up to football uh, to play football in Sydney. Oh, fuck off. If I was, if that is the truth, <coughs> Tom, ha- his job. Tom Harley should be sacked. Yeah. Like, I don't care if he should be, mate, Look, you know. You don't need to be obvious about it, but you are absolutely raising that. Like, what he should have said was, oh, I brought it up, you know, but we laughed about it. He's comfortable at Essendon and I can't see it happening. That's all he had to say, dismissively. But just to say, say, I'm just taking it one week at a time. Yeah, but just to flat out lie like that, um, it means next time he tells us something, no, no, mate, we don't believe you because you lied to us now. Oh, it's full of shit. Um, and the other funny thing is, though, I saw Essendon supporters saying, oh, you know, we don't have to pay him that much because McKerner's doing pretty well. I'm like, fuck me. If you had gone back a couple of years and said, yeah. McKernan, he's going to be your pick over Danaher. Uh, Essendon would ask if you're on the peptides. Well, uh, what's one thing that McKernan does that Danaher isn't? Play. Yeah. Although, he didn't play in this game. No, obviously. unfortunately. Um, and I reckon it showed a little bit too. Well, yeah, because uh, Hooker pitched hit a bit. Well, they, they moved him forward from the get-go. And I reckon it was a good experiment, but it showed that, no, don't do that. Yeah, I also think for some players, uh, standing out is what they want to do. So that sleeve yeah. had him standing out. But by the end of it, he wouldn't even looking to hide that son of a bitch because he <laughs> had an absolute shocker. I've never noticed him wear that before. I think that's his first time it in a game. Be, it might be the last too because uh, if he's at all uh, superstitious, superstitious, and a lot of those players are, he ain't going to be wearing it. He's going to burn that son of a bitch and not want to think about it again. But uh, on the, you know, we've talked about this in a bit. They got yeah. fucking pumped yeah. on the port side. Um, young uh, Power Pepper, he was a monster. Like at the game watching, he just seemed to be in every play. Yeah, he gets in the right spots a lot. Um, his numbers don't really say that much, uh, except that I notice he's still um, his disposal still lets him down a little bit. But I don't think it's bad disposal. I think it is just rushed sometimes. And yeah. um, you know, his shortest kick is forty-five meters, and his longest kick is fifty-five. Yeah. There's not much else that goes on there. We talk about um, not many touches. Uh, Robbie Gray only had nineteen. Yeah, you kick four goals at nineteen. Yeah, uh, and also that little uh, spat with Fantasia that you know plenty of people have commented on at the game. Yeah. Uh, looking at it, I thought he got weeks. Um, looking at the replay, I thought he got hard done by getting two grand. Yeah, yeah, it is one of those things. Once you have uh, the everything cools down, you have a look at it. And you go, nah, I don't, I don't know about. Yeah, well, it's one of those things where the umps have to you know report it or whatever, but. Yeah, in yeah. the in the wash up, it didn't look good for Fantasia considering he tried to line Gray up. Yeah, uh, and then Gray came back at him, uh, and he falls over like that. Not really the uh, the hard man either, uh, Fantasia. Fantasia. When you're looking for somebody to go, you know, put some physical pressure on, he's not the first one I'd turn to. Well, I was saying that before. Who who would be the excellent hard man? Do you think? Oh, they got a couple down back without a doubt. Um, uh, in uh, Hooker and Hurley, um, you know, I wouldn't knock back Tipper either. Um, yeah, no. Stringer's got a wild side. Devin Smith, when he's playing, which he's not, you know, at the middle either. I don't know if I Stringer a hard man. Like, he's a wild bloke. Yeah, but, as I said, he's wild. But um, he's just as likely to knock out his own players. Yep, 
Yep, he's probably have a go at them too. Um, there was the young uh, young blokes too that I thought really stepped up. Uh, Rosie, well, massive fan of his. I can say two goals, five, but the the takeout of that is it's a first year player getting seven scoring shots. <coughs> that's uh, that's massive. Yeah, and then also uh, Burn Jones, uh, Houston Dursma. Yeah, well, Dursma's the the younger one out of that that mob. The others, you know, that's what they should be doing. They're sort of in their prime now. Um, but yeah, uh, Dursma, um, I think that. Whenever he does his uh, goal celebration, oh, the old bow and arrow, the bow and arrow. I don't know who hits Twitter quicker: those condemning him, or really those that are defending him uh, against those that have yet to condemn him. Because it's almost he does it. There's always, so many people go, "Oh, there's nothing wrong with this." People are getting upset. I'm like, "Hang on, let the people get upset first before you try and defend it." You know yeah. what I mean? You see that happen so often. They're like, "Oh, it's political correctness gone mad." Well, no one's actually. Yeah. Not yet. It's not. Yeah. yeah. The only people commenting on it are people that are getting paid to comment on it because they've got nothing else to comment on. Yeah, because they want to talk about something. And yeah. so, uh, yeah, one bloke on Twitter said something, and that's good enough. Yeah, to be honest, I'm yet to meet a person that had anything negative to say about it. Gives, like, a, shit. Gives a shit. Yeah, the most is like, oh, well. And uh, everyone else is like, oh, I can't believe it's controversial. Well, it's not. It's really not. I'm like, dude, you want to do this? This is going to be your, you know, you your brand it gets your photo in the paper gets you talking about good on you champ yeah. um, although I do kind of agree with Wayne Carey when he said five goals down probably not the time to do it but anyway you, if you're going to do it every time you do it every time win lose or draw um, five goals down there no no when he did it for oh, right. against well, Richmond not, not say, this one geez, I didn't think it was that, that big a comeback no no not at um, all um, yeah. on to the next game which is the Sydney Derby and since it's a Sydney game we'll go to Steve from Twitter for his questions um, since Brent is not here, I thought I'd actually check it. Um, it's NFL preseason games start this week. So, do we watch NFL? And if so, what team do you root for? Uh, I watch a little bit of it, actually. But uh, generally the Monday game. Because uh, when I go for lunch on Mondays, we've got uh, a big you know, projector screen at work in the break room. And normally put Foxtel on and just watch the Monday football. Unfortunately, I can't watch uh, much more than 10 minutes of game time because I only get an hour break. Yeah. Um, but yeah, normally I, I find myself going for the Panthers, to be honest. Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, there you are. I don't have a reason for it. Yeah. I don't really watch much of it. Again, same reason as you. I mean, I work nine to five. Um, yeah. and the games just aren't on at a reasonable time. But also I, I am one of the people that don't enjoy the, the chess match strategy of it. I just want to see the action. Well, I don't understand the chess match strategy. Either. That too. That's really what it's about. Though. Um, you know, I'm sure if you grow up with a game and, or you spend the time to appreciate it, you can. You're like, yeah. oh, he's good at rushing and he's now on a guy that's good at blocking and the nose tackle's going to take both of yeah. them. I don't know. But, um, and, yeah. you know, the defensive patterns or the uh, you know the lines that they're running and they're running that because of that. I understand that there is a lot there. I don't know. But I don't understand what it means yeah. and what it does. I do like the Atlanta Falcons too. But if you ask me to name a player, I'm stuck with Neon Down Sanders. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure we're, it was 90s. Yeah, we're going back a fair way for that one. Um, yeah, I don't know if I have a team. I mean, I kind of followed San Francisco back in the day, but that was just really because I had one of their hats. That's fair. Yeah. Um, uh, he says Kansas City is the correct answer, by the way. But uh, on to the actual footy, the Giants and the uh, the Swans. Uh, the Swans took it up to him, you've got to say. Um, nearly stole it in the end, too. Well, I do like how this is controversial again. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, to be honest, the Swans probably should have got over the line in the end of it. Uh, that last second, um, I, I don't have a problem with that being not a free kick. Um, I don't think it was a mark. 
by the letter of the law, when you slow it down and look at a different angle, yeah, okay, you grab the arm. Um, but in the heat of the moment at full speed, yep, I'm fine with that being playing on. Yeah, and I don't think uh, the Swans are going to be too heavy on post-mortems anyway. No. Uh, I think they've got more to lose than win from that. Yeah, exactly. The, the lower draft pick is going to suit them just fine. Yeah. Um, young Ryan Clark had another good game as well. He's, um, he's turned into a very handy little player. He's looking settled. Very settled up there, very quickly. His first year up there, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, I'd say he's oh, at least a 30% better player. Yep, the, uh, yeah, I'll go with that. Uh, at North, he was playing the back flanks a lot, but his disposal was fucking shocking. Yeah, uh, He has rebed himself as a midfielder slash tagger slash forward option, and he's doing a very good job. Um, what I saw from the Giants out of this, and let's be honest, the Giants are the biggest story because they're the ones that are going to play finals. Yep. Um, they have options up forward now. It is amazing with um, Finlayson and Himmelberg. Yeah. Remember, and the common medal leader is sitting in the stands. Well, I'd say they don't need him. They can probably put him in a nice finals now. <laughs> nearly, nearly. I reckon they probably should. Uh, they play North soon, do they? Uh, no, well, Brown's second in the count. Oh, right. Um, and they Actually, I don't know why I asked that because they play Hawthorne this week. He can sit one more week out. <laughs> Um, but if we're talking Coleman, Tommy Lynch is your pick. Um, anyway. Uh, he's about seven or eight back though, isn't he? Yeah, but he's coming strong. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Um, uh, Isaac Heaney, I thought, it's almost a shame. He was playing a bit of a lone hand at times um, because, uh, you know, he's kicked four goals. But when in the final moments, he had a lot of gettable um, shots on goals that he sprayed um, in that last quarter. Uh, so they had plenty of chances to win. And uh, it's almost a shame that he played such a good game and uh, his finishing uh, let him down a little bit. Yeah, I, I think... Um if you're looking at the five most influential players on the ground, I think probably three or four of them are Swans players. But the general average player uh, for GWS yeah. is much better. Oh, and except for Toby Green. I guess say, except for Toby Green, who was the most influential on the ground. Yeah, I, I think they have a medal for this um, game. I'm, I'm not sure, but uh, I think they do, and he would have won it. It's made out of the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Yeah, he's, he's really, um, since he's come back from injury this year, he's had some of his best footy of his career. Well, I mean, you know, if it wasn't Toby Green, the the name, the brand, the legend, yeah. you're talking Brownlow votes. And if he was playing like this at the start of the season... <laughs> if he's playing for a whole season, he yeah. might be... Yeah, yeah, he'd probably get a, three votes in this one. Well, he would have got my three votes. Yeah, I mean, I'm down-cutting him a few because the umpires probably fucking hate him. Yeah, yeah without a doubt. He um, cost himself some votes um, in that respect, but yeah, I don't think he gives a shit. Well, no, he doesn't seem to. Yeah. Um, on to Frio and Geelong, and a lot of people are calling this the biggest upset of the year, and it's probably not far off it, um, to be honest. 
I did not see this one coming. I tipped it. I got nine yeah. out of nine this week. Well done. Yeah, well done. Yeah, stoked. Um, mainly because... You were desperate. That too. <laughs> but also over there. And uh, yeah. about now is when you see teams like Geelong, who are clear on the top, or were clear on the top. Yeah. Um, they put the queue in the rack a bit. Because you've got players who are thinking, all right, we're playing finals. We've, yeah. got, we've got a top two spot, top four at the very fucking worst. So, look, I, I'd rather we come in without injury yeah. than bust the balls to try and win a game that ultimately means nothing as soon as September hits. Well, I think they've lost four since the bye now, um, Geelong. And not against teams that are, you know, playing finals either, you know. Because um, Frio are going to struggle to make the eight, and I don't think they'll make it. But, um, no. you know, they're not... Um, not giving you much to go on, but they can turn it on when they want to, I guess. Yeah, well, I hope so for them. I just feel like uh, Sydney of of past were famous for this. Like they, yeah, get I mean, to, the idea is to get to September. Yeah, and yeah. then you you want to hit September with yeah. your best team and ready to play your best football. And I think some teams that tend to limp in, um, they've already blown their load. Yeah. Well, I've got to go back to God, twenty thirteen. I reckon was the last time where. The, at the end of the regular season, I could pick who the Premier was going to be. Because um, you've been wrong every other year um, yep. since then. Um, there's been somebody that's jumped up and surprised you. I think the only one in the eight that I don't have confidence in is Collingwood. Yeah, now... Because mainly because of injury list. And whoever finishes eighth. Because we don't know who that is yet. Yeah, they're going to struggle. But um, if, if, if Brisbane, Richmond, Cats, West Coast, uh, any of those guys win it... GWS. You GWS. make an argument for all those five. Yeah. Um, but obviously West Coast is my favourite now, but um, I'd love to see um, Brisbane get up. I think it's, a lot of it's going to come down to who can keep the players on the track. Yeah. And in that case, I think Geelong came out of this without any injuries. Yeah. So yeah. The, that's a win to them. It was funny too, because in the first quarter, uh, Tom Hawkins looked like it was his game. Um, he was absolutely don- dominant, and they did not have an answer for him. And then he didn't touch the ball for the rest of the game. When he's on, he is just so hard. Look at the, he, he runs so hard to get that mark. And he is a yeah. damn good mark. Of course he is. And a beautiful looking kick too. Yeah. Um, only problem is his opposite foot's a bit ordinary for snaps, but hey. You, you mark it on job. your chest, you don't need to yeah. snap. That's not his job. Um, and also he gets lace out delivery a lot from yeah. the midfield, which is you know, arguably the best in the league. Oh, it is. When it's up and firing, it's the best by, by some margin. Um, but, but yeah, uh, young Walters, he's decided he wants to play again. He's coming into a purple patch. And uh, Ed Langdon, who's uh, and uh, Brad Hill, who are both uh, tagged to be leaving well, Frio, are driving their price right up. Well, I think we can guarantee that Brad Hill's asked for a trade. Um, there's nobody contesting that. Um, and by all rumours, St Kilda's in the box seat. Uh, but Ed Langdon is the one they're going to try to keep. Um, and I've got to be honest, I think Freeman aren't that disappointed to be losing Brad Hill. Not because of the player he is, because he's a best and fairest winner for him, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Um, but... They really want Tim Kelly, obviously. And yeah. even though he'll probably not going to go directly to Geelong, they're going to get good picks from him wherever he goes, and that just aids them in the Tim Kelly trade. Well, if you're on, like uh, St. Kilda are apparently going to lose Stevens to Geelong. Yeah. Um, well, in which case, Geelong will probably throw a Kelly in there as well to say, all right, well, we're losing Kelly, gaining Stevens. Um, yeah. Freo lose Hill, gain um, Kelly. And then Saints lose uh, Stevens, yep. gain Hill. You can uh, do a bit of late, uh, and then pick swaps. Uh, Geelong are going to want you know uh, Stevens and a number uh, first round pick, and Saints are probably going to give up you know pick you give up pick five for Brad Hill right now. Um, I, I do it in a heartbeat. 
you can um, make the argument. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's currency there. It makes sense. But, uh, you know, that's trade week. That's, uh, that's still a little while off. Um, on to the next game, which was the Demons and the Tigers. Back on Brad. Yep. I'm kind of surprised you didn't want Hawthorne to have him back. Oh, in a heartbeat, I have him back. Um, I just don't think we've got the currency to get him back. Well, they let him go so he could play with his brother, and then yeah. he's like, no, Mrs. wants to come back to Melbourne. Hey, <laughs> smart man. Yeah. <laughs> um, he went over there, got a um, best and fairest, like we said, and uh, he probably went back for less money than what he could have got on the open market, mm. and this time he's going to the open market. Yeah, I, I do wonder, though, do you think teams, when players come to you with that, uh, I want to play with my brother kind of thing, yeah. and you give up unders, are you then obligated to accept unders when they no, want to go back? Fuck no, no way. <laughs> it's a dog eat dog world out there, um, and you know Freeman are well within their right to say you know um, you're contracted because he is. Yeah, he's got two years to run, yeah. I think, or one year plus options. Um, they're well, no mate, the, the price isn't good enough. Uh, sorry, you've got one more year. Um, fuck it, you're on good money. The missus can fly business class every week. Um, that does make a difference. But, uh, yeah, they're going to make out like bandits on it. It'll just be a, a really good deal for them. Um, they they uh, should be really happy with that. Oh, fair play. Um, all right, on to the Tigers and the Demons. Um, nobody thought this was going to happen any other way than the way it did. I was surprised the Demons were ahead in the first quarter. Ah, uh, yeah. It was scrappy. But um, what is amazing is that the Tigers put on 93 points in the wet. And it was pissing down at times. Yeah, they're, they're another team that's hitting their straps at the right time. In that third quarter, when um, you know it was really slippy and, and uh, ugly um, conditions, they looked like they were ready for it. Like this is exactly what we wanted. We wanted it wet, yeah, um, and, and dusty. Oh god damn it! Um, somebody should have told him it was wet because he didn't recognise. Oh, how was Soldo's uh, little kick? <laughs> Out of the ruck. Yeah, he's done all right, isn't he? That's one of those ones where. You know he was just he was having a ping. Yeah, he's like, look, but hey, game, it works. Game aside, uh, I'll give it a crack. And uh, the commentator commentators couldn't wait to bring up his soccer background. And yeah, his third cousin's uncle's brother plays. Uh, you know, looks after some suburban. To- it was Ivan Marek, but you know, never mind. Um, but you know, you, you've got to have the guts to go for those kind of things, and sometimes they come off. It's a wet weather footy. You know, yeah, try it. Go for the skitter. Why not? But, um, no, I mean. Uh, Richmond had winners all around the all around the field, yeah. and let's be honest, uh, Melbourne's put the key in the rack now because they're not going to finish any higher. No. They're not going to finish any lower. Uh, they're finished. Yeah, uh, they really look like a, a broken team. There's, I don't know if there is the spirit in a few of the players, but the other ones are just oh, they don't look like they've trained together before. <laughs> you I know, mean, you know, maybe they've all got the flu. Maybe. Um, for the last six months. Obviously, Gorn's still still good. And I thought Jordan Lewis is trying to play a role. Um, you know, and sometimes that's a defending f- forward. Like he was playing on Grimes and got a couple of goals early, um, I think, on Grimes. But you can see he's trying, but he is mm. 34, I think. So, Well, back there as well, uh, Jake Lever's uh, in his, like, his third match back from injury. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, one tackle for the match. You're a backman. They've scored 90 points yeah. in the one tackle. In like, the wet. Granted, his job is to uh, rebound as yeah. well. But I can say he is more of an outlet. But if you're not putting pressure on your man and you're a backman, your man's going to fucking do you in. That was the other thing I wanted to mention. Um, we had a go at North Melbourne all, all of last year. You know, Why aren't you putting Braden Pruce in? Like, Where is he? I think we found out this year why. 
Um, he's had one or two good games, but goddamn, he is a ruckman through and through. Oh yeah, not in the good way. Um, to be honest, a uh, a match like this really doesn't suit him because no. he has a hard enough time <laughs> running around the ground as this. His gas tank ain't big. Yeah, uh, he's a massive unit, but not much of a gas tank. Uh, so then to make him run in mud uh, makes it worse. Having said that, he did get um, the better of Soldo in hitouts. Yeah, but. Um, you know, so what if it doesn't go to your team? Yeah, exactly. Um, and especially when you already got Max Gorn on the squad, so <laughs> you're not taking the number one ruck roll, yeah. not for another um, six or seven years at least. Um, on, sorry, on to uh, Adelaide and the Saints over there. Um, you, usual, um, easy one to pick this one. Um, you bag a team all week, and they come out, and uh, the players that you've had um, over the the Flames are the ones that uh, come out and perform for you. So uh, seven goals between Taylor Walker and Eddie Betts, um, as expected. Yeah, I'm, I'm still not sold on the Saint on uh, Adelaide, but I'm sold much less on the Saints. Yeah, yeah, well, the Saints. Yeah, they're, they're being a plucky team. Yeah, the other thing that came out this week was uh, one of the reasons why Jenkins was getting dropped. Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly, um, apparently talking to the media, which is kind of funny. Someone's talking to the media about Jenkins talking to the media being dropped. Yeah. So I, I guess someone else is getting dropped next week. Well, maybe Jenkins leaked that story. Maybe it was Eddie Betts. <laughs> Why not? Um, but I've heard Jenkins talk in the media before, and he's actually really good. Like, And uh, remember when he uh, kicked the winner in the, that showdown? And he was the one that came and said, you know, I was taught not to lie. I think it hit the post. Um, <laughs> so he's an honest lad. So I reckon it's it's not him leaking stories. It's somebody's asking him, and he's answering. You know what maybe, I mean? maybe. It is funny, though, how often you see that. Like, uh, players who seem like, well, dumbasses on the field are suddenly very eloquent. Eloquent, yeah. And part of that is, you know, they get media training and whatnot, but other times is they're actually pretty well educated these yeah. days. And, you know, they're not just footy buffheads. Some are. There's still a few buffheads running around. Of course. Um, uh, Jasper Pittard had a really good interview where he was talking quite eloquently, which he doesn't seem like sort of mm. like the wood. God, no. No, you would not pick that in a million years. No, he seems like he's... Missing Winnie Blues up his sleeve, <laughs> but uh, he, he definitely fit in more at Port Adelaide with the stereotype <laughs> than than North. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. But uh, and you know, a lot of guys, like even uh, Corey McKernan, when I've heard him talk a few times, Sav Rocker was probably the biggest one for me. <laughs> like he just seemed like the hairy shouldered ape when yeah. he spoke. He just spoke, you know, very very well. But uh, I assume that's now the norm. Players yeah. are educated, they're media trained, they've got no excuse to sound like a buffhead. Oh, uh, there's still buffheads out there though. I'm, I'm certain of it. Oh, 100%. I'm, I'm, I wouldn't call Jack Higgins a buffhead, but I wouldn't call him a genius. <laughs> he, he knows w- what his role is. He knows who he is. He knows where his lane is. Um, Collingwood and Gold Coast, I mean, there's, what do you say? Well, like uh, I've said before, I'm not sold on Collingwood mainly because of their injuries, but oh, Gold yeah, Coast are a fucking nah, rebel. There's no point. Um, Hoskin Elliott had a good game. He kicked four goals and uh, had, uh, had the ball on the string. Uh, big Benny King um, played well for Gold Coast. Yeah, he didn't build his own players this time. Yeah, he took some nice marks. But honestly, I'd, there's nothing else to talk about this game. It was nothing. I mean, their top four were Trelaw, Chris, Sipon, and Grundy. And yep. there's midfield right there. Yeah, and... No, fucking dominant. Nobody got near him. Um, yeah, Gold Coast are an absolute rebel. Uh, Carlton and the Eagles over at Marvel Stadium. I thought Carlton gave them a bit of a, a fright um, at times. Well, let's be honest. They they did very fucking well. Um, yeah. You know, particularly being uh, being over there. Uh, sorry, over here. No, it was over here. Yeah. Um, being a bit of a, a wet track too. But I, I felt like... Uh, it was under the roof. Uh, well, it would have been dewy. Um <laughs> It's the middle of the day. <laughs> would have got some overnight dew. Um, there was a lot of water bottles being spilled. Yeah, that's yeah, what you're saying. That's yeah. Um, 
I did I did feel like West Coast had another gear if they needed it though. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, they were just uh, keeping some keeping some life in the engine. Uh, not just another gear; they were just bigger um, and more. And they are, absolutely. yeah, and experienced too. Uh, and I mean that just pl- players that have been through more preseasons and just you know been able to break through, um, being in the right spot at the right time. Um, I agree with all the media pundits that the Rising Star Award this year is over. Um, For Walsh. Yeah, it, it's done. All, all you can do is... business being that good at that age. Yeah, all you can do is get suspended to lose it now. Um, but uh, 31 touches and a goal. Does that matter? Yeah. If I the, think if he gets suspended, you just judge does. him on 20 rounds and say that's not good <laughs> enough. Um, no, he, he could literally sit out the last three games and I'd still give him the award. Yeah, I think that's... Yeah, hard to make an argument for anyone else yeah. who's been as impactful in their first year. Yeah, precisely. Um, but even even when uh, Carlton got out to it, like it was a seven-point lead. Early on. Yeah, you just felt like West Coast, like, yeah, right, we don't care. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they were going to work their way back. Yeah. If they had got out to a four- or five-goal lead, maybe they could have got a bit nervous, but that didn't happen, didn't look like happening. Um, good to see the goals too um, for uh, uh, Carlton coming from uh, you know Nick Newman and, and uh, Gibbons, both uh, new additions to their list this year. Um, so uh, they're finding other avenues to goal when they don't have you know uh, Mackay's not on or Casbolt you know is is moving Kasbop. down back. He's he had a couple of nice shots from fifty fifty five. I don't think he's as bad a kick as he as he used to be, but he's well, he not zero two from there. So yeah, yeah. but. but He's not missing from the edge of the goal square like he used to. He's also not taking those shots anymore. <laughs> you know, they're, they're smart enough to put him somewhere else. So we said last year, put him down back. He's a brilliant mark, and uh, he's doing all right. Um, yeah, obviously yeah. Teague is listener. So that's <laughs> yeah. um, weird. But why haven't they fucking signed Teague up? Yeah, I, I don't really get it. Um, I I liked that North signed up. Um, uh, sure, early because, uh, like you said, it makes sense. There's a lot of trade talk. Um, I mean, that to happens. Be fair, North did talk to everyone. Yeah, they did. But when it com- becomes obvious what the answer is, why fuck around? Oh, exactly. Um, and now that you know, when they go out and try and get new players, then say, mate, here is our coach. Yeah. And now they can start the other hunt, which is right. Who's going to be the rest of the coaching team? Yeah. You know, um, what, what are we going to put in around him? Um, Carlton seem to be. I think that Teague isn't a big enough. Um, media story for them. It's not spectacular enough, you know? But who is? I mean, the only people they could get would be Ross Lyon, which I don't think it's not, No, it's not going to happen. Um, Paul uh, Ruse, who isn't going to do it. They've asked Clarkson about eight times. Yeah, and look, I mean, you've got to ask. Uh, I don't think you'd fall out to someone yeah, asking. but how many more times has he got to say no? Yeah, uh, and he doesn't want to be a busy ambassador. <laughs> no, exactly. He's not that into recycling. Recycling's gone out the window. They're all closed down. Yeah, he's smashed more windows than he's recycling. <laughs> but, um, That's a form of recycling. Yeah, I mean, who's left Ratten to come back again? Well, Do you reckon he, he'd just tell them to stick up their ass? I think Ratten's going to get the job out at um, Saints. So uh, apparently, you know, uh, Brad Scott or Michael Voss. I'm like, okay, but you've got a guy there who's doing good. He's shown he's good. The players want him. You know, Cripps has come out and said, yeah, I'm on the uh, Teague train. Um, it's done. Your job's done. But if he doesn't get that job, he is working somewhere else. Yes. You can guarantee other teams are going to be like, mate, you've, you've got a future. Have it come over as our head assistant. Yeah. Um, and we'll, you know, we'll uh, bump up your resume a bit further. Yeah. Um, On to the final game, um, which was uh, Brisbane and the Bulldogs. Now, I tipped uh, the Bulldogs because I needed an upset to get up. And I've got to be honest, they let me down. Nought goals five in the first quarter. That's disgusting. 
it is rather. But um, having said that, Brisbane, are, they're just hitting their stride. Yeah, yeah. well, are they though? Um, because they have been fortunate um, in a few weeks. Um, probably four out of the last five or so games, they've just got over the line. Um, not the Hawthorne game, they, they smashed us. Um, oh, look, they flat out cheated a bit north, but um, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually pretty impressed, especially with uh, so many of the young players. McCluggage yeah. is coming good. Uh, you know, Harris Andrews is going to be a fucking yeah, superstar. Yeah, Ipwood had a good one. Uh, Charlie Cameron is an All-Australian this year. Mitch Robertson is a lovely, angry ranger. Which, one of uh, his better games, okay. too. He, he looked... Um, like he's gone to another level fitness-wise. Yeah, and I think his anger sustains him. Yeah. But w- what was impressive for this one in Brisbane was uh, last 10 minutes of the... Or last five minutes of the third quarter, they looked gone. They were out on their feet. And um, Bulldogs were coming home with a wet sail. Uh, and they just um, rested momentum back their way at the in the in the fourth quarter. Um, and they played slow when they needed to and just held the ball up, um, found goals when they needed to, and just changed how the game was going. Um, and that's a very um, uh, sound and mature way um, to play. On the flip side, the Bulldogs absolutely smashed them in total disposals. Uh, 395-321, but uh, 69 of those were more handballs. Yeah. So you'd have to say probably playing a bit too indirect. I know that's what the, got the Bulldogs a flag a few years, playing the possession around the back of the pack, but uh, it, it does seem like it doesn't respond well to the intense pressure that Brisbane were able to bring when they could bring it. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, they're a legitimate um, premiership chance, and, you know, it's going to be really exciting to watch them host a couple of finals up there. Yeah. Oh. Stefan Martin, too, had a pretty good match, I thought. Yeah. Um, and, you know... Uh, English isn't the, the biggest unit down there, but um, Stefan Martin's got a lot of good backup with uh, the Big O as well, who took some really nice marks at, at, at good times. He's doing well for a bloke. Looks like he should be in a museum exhibit. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. All right, on to round 21. We've only got three games left in the regular season. Um, we start off at Canberra with uh, the Giants and the Hawks. <coughs> I, I think rumoured uh, to be about four degrees in this game. Fuck that. Yeah, I think uh, there could be snow. And they're, they're there is talking about legitimately an outside chance of snow. Um, the funny part is you, you can't call the game off for it. <laughs> because you just don't. But I, there's no I'm, real I'm happy to. <laughs> I think the worst part for Hawthorne is that Giants need to win this. Um, and they could they could really fucking put a hurting on. Uh, I I don't believe it's going to be a big margin. Like I'm, the Giants are going to win. Um, but I just reckon they're going to get a, uh, get a nice little lead and then go, fuck it, that'll do. Um, because why would you? Fucking Canberra. Who puts a night game on in Canberra? Anyway, all right. Uh, Mel- Melbourne and Collingwood at the MCG. Are Melbourne a chance? No, no, not even a little bit. Um, it'll be interesting watching Gron and Gun- uh, Gron and, and Gun- Grundy. <laughs> Gorn and Grundy again. Yep. Um, you know who you meant. Yeah, well, uh, but that's the only interesting matchup. It, it could be one of the biggest upsets if they do, but I'm not game enough to tip that. Oh, look, I, th- I think Melbourne will have one upset left in them. It's just yeah, not this week. Not this week. Um, Port are hosting the Swans at like, Adelaide Oval. I like this one. Uh, it's in Port Adelaide, so I think it's Port. I think Port too. I think the, the Swans are just limping towards the line now. Um, they're waiting for uh, farewell games for a few of their uh, uh, elder statesmen and, and maybe Buddy coming back for 300th, or they could save that for next year. Uh, the Q Clash is going to be embarrassing. Yeah. We don't need to say anything there. Yeah. Uh, Essendon and the Bulldogs at Marvel Stadium. That's match of the round for mine. I really like this. Uh because Essendon lose, they drop by the eight. Yep. Bulldogs win, they go into it. So uh, 
I'm tipping the Bulldogs it's too. More I reckon to play for. I reckon they've got a bit more uh, class about them. Um, and Essendon is still missing too many key pillars. Well, based on form, Bulldogs by a canter. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, the Cats are hosting North down at Goomba Stadium. Now, just uh, talked up how Geelong might be in a bit of cruise mode. So North, You're hoping? North are a chance, but, but it, you're not putting money on it. I tell you what, if, if Geelong won last week, I'd almost tip North this. But the fact that they lost... Um, I think means that they're going to bounce back this week, especially especially at home. Um, it's hard and, to go against Geelong in general. Yeah, and Blitzarves is a great matchup for Brown, uh, unfortunately. Well, who gets the free kick? <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, it's like a Don King boxing match. Uh, Saints are hosting Frio at Marvel. Oh, I'm on the Frio. You've you got to say Frio at this stage. Um, uh, Saints are, again, <laughs> limping towards the line. Yeah, I think Saints, without a confirmed coach... Um, not really a, a transitional game plan yeah. or anything. Oh, they're playing well. well yeah, I think they're, they're doing decent. They've got a good core, but it is a long season. And they've got injuries and they're nearly at the end of it. But I just feel like they're playing for this week. They don't yeah. really play for any other reason, if you know what I mean. Tigers and Carlton at the MCG. You know what? Um, a plucky Carlton could cause an upset if this wasn't going to be raining. And I think it's going to be raining. And it, there is no better team in the AFL than Richmond when it's wet. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking for reasons to... Go yeah, for an upset. Carlton, but I just don't see him. And Crows versus Eagles over there. Yeah, it'll be a, a belting. Yeah, I think so too. It's unfortunate because Adelaide need to win to stay in the eight. Yeah, I can't see it happening. I see them dropping out and I see uh, Bulldogs coming in and probably Port too. Yeah, Bulldogs or Port um, for that uh, eighth spot. But uh, it's all going to come down to who's got the better run home. Um, and I think Port's is uh, kind of lenient. Um, I think Port here. and Bulldogs will move into the eight. Yeah. All right, that'll do us. All right, have a good one. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 